0: Hello, everyone. So welcome, everyone, for another episode of Azure Honor. So today in the podcast, we have uh, Dinesh Kumar. So Dinesh Kumar is a product manager at KissFlow. Uh, he has over 10 years of experience in uh, data and cloud analytics. He's a Microsoft MVP since 2021. So since Dinesh has plenty of experience in data and cloud, uh, cloud analytics, today we will be discussing the topic, Microsoft Fabric with them. So hi, Dinesh. Hi, Hari so yeah so dinesh when i just was going through your linkedin profile you were uh, you know uh, actively participating in community activities as well right so can you uh, just talk about those initiatives that you have done so far sure
1: as hari told i am a microsoft mvp for the data platform category and i am one among such mvps such such six mvps in india i'm i'm passionate towards data so that's the core thing so uh, and, and especially towards data engineering. When I started to learn and share the knowledge with respect to data engineering, with respect to the services related to that, so that created an immense pleasure within me. And also, the audience also felt that very useful the, the way I explained, the, the examples I take, and all those things. So, and then I was introduced to the world of this community, community events, and all those things. So I started to do a lot of events, uh, in-person events, workshops, everything r- related to data engineering space.
0: So Dineshka, let's get into our uh, uh, topic for today. So it's Microsoft mm-hmm. Fabric. Uh, so yeah. can we start with uh, what is Microsoft Fabric? Microsoft Fabric is nothing but one
1: platform for data analytics and data engineering needs. So it could be a shortest definition of my own definition. So, uh, uh, what, is the, what is the real benefit or what you can get from Microsoft Fabric is it enables you to do real-time analytics with no ETL or change feed between the OLTP and OLAP systems. So, in, in that way, I can define Microsoft Fabric. As, and of course, we will we'll go in deep uh, further in this podcast as well. Okay.
0: So to just tweak it into a uh, uh, layman terms. Um, mm-hmm. So Microsoft Fabric, it uh, basically allows us to capture data across places and it tries to give us a holistic view.
1: Yes, yes. The main essence of Microsoft Fabric is far beyond it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It allows you to save data in one place and it allows other services to access the same data without duplicating the, the actual data. So that is the, that is the core essence. For example, okay. you might be using different services. You you in the sense, the data engineer and data analysts might be using different services to play our data, right? For example, data analysts might be using Power BI, data engineers might be using Azure Data Factory or you can say Azure uh, SQL Data Warehouse, like the different tools would be there. So everybody would be having a set of copy of data and they will be storing the result into another copy of data, right? Exactly. So whereas in this, in this Microsoft Fabric, the architecture was redefined such that the data and compute and the service, all three were separated. So no three were tied together. So uh, th- that's the core uh, benefit or essence of Microsoft Fabric.
0: Okay, so I think this makes it uh, unique from other services, uh, which is dealing with some uh, similar uh, action items, right?
1: Yes, um, or, or in another way, I can say that how it is unique with, with other services, right?
0: Okay, so just for a straightforward comparison, uh, could you name any other, uh, uh, I would mean it a competitor or similar features that any other uh, uh, technology offers, like just similar to Microsoft Fabric? is there any other tech, tech, tech stack as well?
1: Sure so even you you can say you can take synapse analytics itself it was rolled out three years three four years back where mm-hmm. while synapse analytics was rolled out also microsoft was telling that it is a single platform where the data engineers and the data analysts can do everything on a on a single player single tool where the capabilities of data factory power bi everything will be in a single uh, Interface, user interface, right? Yeah. So, Synapse Analytics is a direct uh, example, which I can see. But still, why why Microsoft has to roll out another service called Microsoft Fabric, right? So, th- that is a very big question among all the data pioneers. Like, uh, uh, what is the difference? Again, when I get into Fabric, I am going to see Data Factory. I am going to see Power BI. I am going to see SQL Data Warehouse. I am going to see Data Lake. What is the difference in it? all these services were available individually in azure portal or these services were available collectively in synapse analytics right why fabric is been introduced and, and and of course another important point is Satya adela has himself announced that microsoft fabric is one of the next big product releases after the sql server databases database in data platform so okay. I, I know everybody know what is sql server and how uh, how big the market is right satya has announced that microsoft fabric is one of the big release like sql server right yeah Yeah, so
0: microsoft themselves are investing huge on this fabric tech stack then
1: yes yes exactly exactly yes so that 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 curated me the 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 questions that why microsoft has to do this after all as i as i told earlier first you may notice that fabrics look similar to other data offerings Fabric is actually Fabric itself is built on by a Power BI and Azure data lake storage only, right? And it includes the capabilities of Synapse Analytics, Data Factory, and Data DataBricks, and of course, machine learning. But what makes it unique is it brings all these capabilities together in a single SaaS integrated experience without the need for access to Azure resources. You get the difference. Okay. whatever the service you want to you want to create or use data factory data bricks, data lake storage you have to go to portal you have to create the service you have to go to portal you have to open the service you have to use it right exactly but then as whereas in fabric you need not to even open portal at all azure portal at all portal.azure.com right so you not open there oh. but okay. fabric creates as experience to use all those services directly
0: right okay so if you are working with microsoft fabric you need not even have access to the azure portal then you can directly create all those pipelines of data factories from fabric
1: yes exactly okay which 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 in other words there will be a fabricant he will be having uh, having an azure account and he would be creating the 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 compute power of fabric so that will be the one person who would be uh, uh, having having access to or having control to the Azure portal he'll be going into Azure portal and setting up the compute is called as capacity unit Okay? okay so he will be setting the capacity unit of fabric and that's it all other users who are data engineers or data analysts they just need to get into fabric environment and play over the services so that is why Fabric calls all of them as experience instead of services, right? So let let me also tell you a a simple example. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I I mean, 15, 20 years back, if if my father wants to listen to a song, there will be a tape recorder and there will be a cassette, right? So he has to insert the cassette into the tape recorder, or even you can take a DVD, CD example as well. Both are same. So one has to insert the cassette into the tape recorder and has to play the uh, song, right? If if he want to change the song, he has to remove the tape recorder and he has to insert another tape recorder. Uh, sorry, another cassette, right? Whereas now, right. how are you hearing the songs?
0: Spotify.
1: Just exactly. We just we just go to Spotify, search for the song we need. We just click play button. We don't even care where that song is stored. How exactly. how the song is uh, being ret- ret- retrieved when I click play button. How how it remembers my uh, my my favorite song, which which is played uh, uh, one month back when I log in today. Right. Okay. So th- th- that is the experience. We call it a SaaS, right? In exactly. even in Face uh, Facebook or or uh, any any tool you you take. The SaaS is coming up to a great extent, right? True. So Microsoft has really thought that why can't SaaS kind of experience need to be given for, for the data engineers and data analysts? So they thought it differently, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think this is this is the kind of experience which Windows operating system has created 20, 25 years back, right? Earlier and a, a computer an operating system on all those things were too technical where only engineers were able to operate the computer itself right whereas windows operating system has broken the barrier and every a, any business user was able to like like open a computer do some create some application or create so create a Word document and 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 totally the world has changed from that angle right
0: correct in it. yeah exactly.
1: This development experience being provided as, as a SaaS is the unique uh, uh, difference provided by Microsoft Fabric, to be in short.
0: It really gives us a big difference of uh, what is Microsoft Fabric uh, or how does Microsoft Fabric outstand other uh, tech stack with similar categories. Yeah. So when talking about Microsoft Fabric, we should also touch about OneLake, right? So what is OneLake? Yeah, so
1: um, uh, of course. So uh, I have spoken about different experiences, right? The data engineer, data analyst, and and uh, a SQL developer. They, each each of them would be operating on different services behind the screen, right? But for all those services, data has to be in one place so that they can access data uh, from from that from that place in their respective service, right? So another major difference or uh, or as an uh, architecture change, what Microsoft has did is they have changed all the engines of services. What I mean, services is data factory, data bricks, data warehouse are the services. Uh, the, The engine of those services has been tweaked to operate over data in Delta format okay so since all the services were able to operate over same format of data that is delta format of data there can be only one copy of data which can reside in one place which is nothing but one lake right and all the Mm -hmm. services can access to that one lake and operate on that. so there is no duplication of data between the services it could be it will be one copy of data which has been analyzed, which, which is, be, let us consider sales data, okay? Mm-hmm. A Power BI data analyst need to uh, uh, create a dashboard in Power BI, whereas a data scientist need to access those files to train his ML model, right? Yeah. So earlier, the Power BI person will be connecting to a data lake, fetching the uh, f- fetch those data, and put it in his Power BI's memory, right? right yeah. and, and likewise, the data scientist will, will uh, uh, probably have the access to data lake directly, or sometimes have a copy of the data, and put it somewhere to train his ML model, right? So whereas in this scenario, one lake, one lake acts as the heart of fabric with it mm-hmm. It comes with the ability to store all the data in one place as delta format so this is a really a positive step forward for microsoft uh, that has enabled a lot of opportunities one lake is at the heart of at the heart of fabric okay so it, it acts as a as a basement of of different services and it comes with the ability to store all the data in one place as delta format right so this really provides a positive step forward for different services being used by data engineers and data analysts to to access over same same single copy of data right without duplicating in different places and of course enterprises have this pain point of data duplication consistency missing integrity missing and all those stuff
0: so uh, you mentioned that OneLake lake is uh, more of a heart for data a microsoft fabric right so it yeah. pulls data from multiple places and puts all of them into a uh, centralized place where other services can subscribe to it yes right so is there any limitations on uh, only these set of data can be retrieved and stored in one lake or uh, is there like no restrictions on it so uh, say so yeah, I understand that we can pull data from data factories and we can pull data from Power BI's. Um, like, is there any restrictions on only these from these services we can pull the data, or only to these services we can subscribe the data?
1: As of now, you can upload the most most used data formats like CSV, uh, Parquet file formats into one lake, right? And with respect to accessing services. As I told earlier, data factory, data warehouse, data bricks, and uh, machine learning, all these services are capable of accessing it. But what, what is the real challenge behind this? A lot of production systems are operating over existing databases like Azure SQL database, which, which is a, where predominantly many places it has been using. Support to those services are in, in the pipeline of Fabric. Soon it can be expected.
0: So uh, how long this Microsoft Fabric is into this? uh, uh, When did Microsoft Fabric or when was Microsoft Fabric launched?
1: Yeah, so uh, Microsoft Fabric was launched a a couple of months back. I think it's around uh, March, I think. Um, And and, uh, currently it is in private preview. It is not moved to uh, public so far. It is in Mm -hmm. private preview and people are uh, exploring it. So, soon it can be expected to be public in another quarter or so. So, that's what the announcement is all about so far. Okay.
0: So, uh, with this pri- uh, with this preview version, does uh, everyone get access to it or is just a limited set of audience?
1: No. So, even you don't need an Azure account to get started with Microsoft Fabric. So, mm-hmm. basically, it, it, it has to be enabled by your organization. For example, if you are a... Okay. Um, in in your company if you are having microsoft suit for example you might you, you would be having uh, uh, a username at outlook.com as your email id or username at simply uh, at, at a company name.com right so you'll be having some microsoft office 365 uh, if your company is having office 365 plan so it's all about the organization has to allow people to spin up the trial version of fabric so that's the only thing which is needed and okay. once it is allowed any user any user with the with the microsoft account they can log into power bi and in the uh, once they log into power bi it will directly show you an option that uh, can fabric trial can be enabled so oh, okay. once that is enabled you would be able to see the experience so uh, like data warehouse data engineering uh, uh, data analyst like that you will be seeing as experience instead of services. And, and of Makes course, the trial is extended by Microsoft till October of 2023, as of now. Maybe they, they might extend it or they might uh, roll it out as a public version soon.
0: So I think you, are, you will be eagerly waiting for the public launch, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. So once I get access to this Microsoft Fabric, uh, I get mm-hmm. instant access to one link or is it an additional service that you need to add on?
1: Nothing. So, yeah, again, let me just touch upon the one leg. Mm-hmm. So, before our generation, the file sharing itself was a tedious thing, right? But now we have access to OneDrive, right? Mm-hmm. In OneDrive, we upload all our files, right? And if it is a doc file, we will be able to open it in Microsoft Word. If it is a ppt file we will be able to open it in uh, powerpoint right you can yeah. imagine mm-hmm. the same experience like how onedrive is is a common storage layer for office 365 mm-hmm. you can imagine one lake as a common storage layer for all the services all the data engineering services i mean okay okay so when you, when you just open up, uh, when you just got sign up into Fabric, it it is all about, you just need to, in, in OneDrive, what, we, what we've been doing, we'll be creating a folder and start uploading the files, right? Yeah. Likewise, in OneLake, you just need to create a workspace, upload your data, let's say, a CSV data or something, whatever you have, or you can uh, initiate a simple pipeline with a data factory to store the data into that uh, OneLake, that's it. And you can directly create report over the data and, and, and share it with, with any of the person you need. So it, it is all about creating a workspace, adding the data, creating a report.
0: And then I have a question here, Dinesh. So you said the DataLex stores all of these and uh, we can operate on this data to create reports, right? And you also mentioned that when you have to get access to Microsoft Fabric, uh, it's a uh, service within Power BI, right? Uh, I'm a little bit uh, confused, like so, What is the difference between creating analysis with Power BI and doing it with Microsoft Fabric or with uh, uh, the data lake? uh, Sorry, the one lake.
1: Great. That's a a really good question. So I'll come on that. Let's consider you have a SQL database, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have Power BI. So there is a a mode of connection called direct query mode in Power BI, right? Mm -hmm. What it will do is it will... uh, the Power BI reports will directly submit the SQL queries to the database fetch the data and show it in the report. So that that's why it is called as direct query. Mm, Power BI will not store the data, whereas it it submits the query to the database directly and fetch the result. Mm. Okay, so this is this is slow, but you will get real time access real-time is the advantage slow is the disadvantage okay yeah Uh, and second thing is import mode import is nothing but you you will connect to the uh, database you will import those data into your power bi server and the power bi reports will access to the imported data
0: okay so it will be much faster
1: yeah of course so the advantage is the reports will be faster but you will not be having real-time data that actually sits in the database. Again, you have to do the import, okay? Right. So these two are the existing two ways of reporting using Power BI, mm-hmm. okay? Now let's come to uh, uh, Fabrics Power BI, okay? Mm-hmm. In Fabrics Power BI, when you are querying over data that is present in one lake, it will be a direct, directly uh, uh, direct access. You, you, the the Power BI report will directly query over the data present in one leg, so it mm-hmm. becomes real time. And since it is accessing over the delta format data, the processing and the, the results also will get very faster. Okay.
0: Um, so what is this delta format?
1: Yeah, I I'll, I'll come on that. Hmm. Um, yeah. So s- simply say, the Power BI in Fabric while querying over one leg. It directly access the data as Delta tables so it is faster and real-time so it, mm. it fetches both advantages of the older version of uh, reporting
0: exactly yeah, mm.
1: yeah. Now, now let me jump on to the Delta table okay mm. so we, we just need to step down and little bit thinking uh, 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 a bit more about uh, in, in a technical angle okay so okay one lake is fine services is fine everything is okay how the how the data gets stored into one leg is there any difference so that, that's where this delta table comes into the picture okay okay so yeah so uh b- before delta table let me tell two other factors okay so uh, i hope most of you know about the Parquet file format right so most of them who are dealing with uh, analytics they will definitely uh, uh, have used parquet or have came across parquet so, Parquet is an open source file format with columnar storage as its pattern, right? And let me tell another terminology also, Delta Lake, okay? So, Delta Lake is an open source file protocol that stores data in Parquet files, keeping them aside. Now, it comes to Fabric. In Fabric, if I upload a file, let's say a CSV file, okay? If I upload a CSV file into one lake, right? that file can be converted as a data table with a button click the uh, no need to do anything right so you just need to select the CSV file and uh, you just need to select an option like convert to data table that's all okay but behind the screen what happens is the underlying structure or uh, the, the underlying data will be same but on top of that a metadata layer will be created for Delta Lake file protocol okay over the actual csv data which will be in delta format okay so simply say what is a delta table means in one lake there will be csv file as raw data there will be there there will be delta table which is nothing but a metadata on top of that raw csv data why power bi is faster is it will be querying over the delta table which is already fine-tuned for uh, as columnar storage, which is the base for any analytics, any faster analytics. So that is why it is okay. faster.
0: So all of this is automatically done just in a click of a button. Exactly, yes, yes. Okay. So, but in legacy SQL databases, we need to create indexes and for faster optimi- faster performance or optimization, we'll be creating indexes and uh, 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 stuff like that, right? So all of this is handled Automatically, uh, when we use this Power uh, BI with uh, Microsoft Fabric.
1: So, if if we want to touch on that angle, mm-hmm. why we create indexes is over over SQL database, which is an OLTP database, the transactional databases. Mm-hmm. We would need specific columns to be retrieved so faster. That is exactly. the reason.
0: Yeah,
1: right. So uh, here, the file format itself changes. Azure SQL database stores data in row format, mm-hmm. whereas whereas Parquet file Parquet uh, file format and, and the Delta table they access over the over the data that is stored in columnar format. Okay, so th- th- that is why the analysis the, the aggregation happens so faster without mm-hmm. even the need of index. In case okay. of uh, in in case of uh, this site, that one lake.
0: Great, yeah. So it's a it's a lot of uh, terminologies and a lot of things to uh, adapt, dinesh uh, Yes, yes,
1: I, yeah. I understand. It's just been into
0: the market like uh, only for two months, but uh, it's really doing wonders, right? I can see the potential of our uh, uh, Microsoft Fabric in upcoming years. It's going to be really huge. Uh, yeah, as you said. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So well, of course. You know, it-
1: Uh, uh, where uh, uh, everyone is excited about the updates in OpenAI and artificial intelligence and all those things, but uh, uh, this is totally different. And of course, such a kind of data engineering basement is going to act on top of that. uh, uh, On top of that, only this AI capabilities are going to come. So, always the basement will not be uh, visible, but only the building will be. So, AI is the building, basement is fabric in the Perfect. in another way
0: yeah if someone wants to try out this Microsoft fabric they really need to have a Microsoft Suite account and uh, uh, they should get it enabled uh, for the Suite account right yes of course
1: and and if if they don't have of course they can sign up a trial for Microsoft Office 365 E3 mm. or a higher version and uh, once they once they sign up for trial they just need to go into the power bi login app.powerbi.com and they just need to enable fabric that's all
0: okay perfect so i think it will be very much helpful for the audience uh uh Tinesh. yeah it's a new tech stack right are there available materials like is there enough materials in the market or uh, in the net for any users to get started with uh, microsoft fabric or still it's the so it's just trial and error the user needs to try it out and uh, uh gain their experience
1: if, if you get into microsoft learn.microsoft.com there is a course and uh, for microsoft fabric so it covers from why microsoft fabric and uh, it covers each and every experience right mm-hmm. uh, what i told us data engineering data analytics data scientists all those experience uh, with sample data you just need to follow the. Uh, the, the tutorial, and you will be finally getting a batch, and that that is far uh, uh, rich resource, which I could say, mm-hmm. uh, to get hands on on fabric, and of course you can also try on your own data. Move further.
0: Let's. Um, uh, I think we are ending to the name of this podcast. So Dinesh mm-hmm. uh, so since you have about like ten years of experience in the data analytics space. What would mm-hmm. be your suggestions for the um, uh, ink buddies who's just looking to build their careers in this uh, data platforms? sure
1: that, that is again a good question. Again um, if we see since this artificial intelligence is uh, is, is been over the over every conversation, every product every every news it is over all the places mm-hmm. um, many people are adopting to learn AI and practice AI, that is that is totally fine whereas you also have the other side which is demanding and challenging as well so which is the data engineering space so as as young buddies i recommend you all to try on this data engineering side as well to to explore on this data engineering as well so why wh- what is data engineering what is how it is different from uh, uh, data analytics or data scientists right so uh, w- what are the services that under lies behind data engineering if you want to try or if you want to learn AI, it is you have a lot of materials you have you can uh, simply try on uh, create a notebook uh, in in a cloud version and try on python and create some magics but whereas data engineering it's it's a little bit different you have to understand python uh, you have to understand why it is called as engineering you have to understand about creating pipeline you have to understand about different databases and all those things but I can recommend you just, uh, it will also be a challenging thing, and of course a demanding thing.
0: That's a really good advice. I think uh, it would help buddies to kickstart their journey. So, any additional tips or tricks that you would like to share?
1: Having all data in one place might look a common thing, mm-hmm. because because earlier Data Lake was there and uh, other cloud. Uh, cloud providers they provide uh, uh, a similar uh, similar thing right amazon has s3 google has google storage where you can have data in one place and access in different services but if you get down deep down into why this microsoft fabric is created you will see the difference so whereas uh, uh, so far the data and compute was separated but the service was tied with every uh, uh, the service was tied up right so with one service within one service data and compute would be separated but the service will not be separated whereas in fabric data is separate compute is separate service is separate so there is there is one compute layer where different services can consume the resource there is one data layer where different services can consume right Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, th- there is no separate compute need to be triggered for each service for example for spark you need to create cluster for data warehouse you need to create uh, deploy data warehouse unit for data factory you, ha- you need to deploy dcu Likewise, you need to you need to manage different compute environments but with fabric it is not so it's going to be one compute layer one data layer different services so it is an it is an interesting thing i recommend you all to go deep
0: dive and learn more Definitely, Dinesh, yeah. So I really appreciate you uh, taking your time and sharing all of your experiences and uh, uh, knowledge to us, uh, Dinesh, that really helped. Uh, I think that really helps everyone to, uh, you know, kickstart their journey with this Microsoft Fabric. Sure.
1: I'm, I'm happy as well, and uh, thanks a lot for for providing me this opportunity for the Koei.co and the service 360. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Dinesh. Thank you, everyone. Uh, let's connect back with uh, some more interesting sessions. Thank you.